0: Welcome to Writing Wrongs here at Hudgill Solicitors, the easy guide to the legal issues many people may have to deal with in their lives. I'm Keith Phillips and joining me is Teresa Greenwood, a clinical support executive here at Hudgill's who specialises in birth negligence cases. Teresa is a registered midwife and has also investigated maternal and neonatal incidents in the NHS. For the Health Care Safety Investigation Branch. Teresa, we're looking at the issue of baby loss. Now, a devastating experience for parents.
1: Yes, Keith, whether it happens to be a stillbirth that's caused the baby loss, a consequence of a birth injury, or a sudden unexplained neonatal death, each one is a tragedy for the family involved.
0: Well, as well as grieving something which can last a lifetime, understandably parents will want to seek answers as to why it happens first of all can we look at some of the causes of birth injury and why they might be considered negligent
1: yeah well i think it's important to say that babies um can often um sustain a injury around birth or pregnancy which is not negligent and quite a large Percentage of causes of birth injury and and death are are non negligent. But the negligent ones tend to all sort of come from either delays in delivering the baby or difficulties during the pregnancy, which aren't identified, such as reduced fetal movement, which is an indication the baby is not happy in the womb, or hypoxic brain injuries, which is uh, an injury to the brain caused by a lack of oxygen for varying reasons. So, um, that c- could be that they uh, the baby is showing signs of distress on the CTG machine, which is the machine that traces the baby's heart rate and the mother's contractions, and they're not recognised quickly enough, and there is delay in delivering the baby, um, which can then lead to um, a lack of oxygen to the brain and the organs for the baby. And with a forceps birth or a cesarean birth, Sometimes there can be injuries and wounds caused by the use of instruments at those births as well.
0: Well, Teresa, you worked as a midwife yourself for 14 years. The, the process of getting answers to the cause of the loss of a baby, it, it can be daunting.
1: Yes, absolutely. It can be. Um, we are here to help and support parents and help them through the, the reviews and the investigations that are undertaken following uh, a baby loss, or a baby injury, sorry.
0: But these investigations are often referred to as serious incident reviews. How will parents be involved in those reviews and investigations?
1: So NHS England's their guidelines are that parents are involved right from the beginning when it's clear that there has been a serious incident and that the parents are asked for their input into what they would like investigating um, because the hospital themselves will have an idea of what they want to look at and to see if things have gone wrong and if so, how can they learn lessons? But the parents will also have their point of view of the things that they uh, were confused about or want answers and so often the parents will be asked to provide a list of questions that they want answering and these will be used within the investigation as well to make sure that the investigation covers the parents concerns. <clears throat> it's often a difficult time for parents to put together a list and because often these events um, around the birth or the pregnancy neonatal care are very um, upsetting and distressing for the parents and the parents should be given time to feed back to the investigation um, and support it through that and um, that's something that uh, we sometimes have been involved with um, and helping them to form formulate their um, their answers for the investigation and they should be kept informed of to how long the investigation is going to take and if there's any delays what those delays are caused by. They should also be given a chance to look at the report before it's actually finalised. This often doesn't happen and they're given a finalised report, which they then are distressed by because they disagree. So I think it's useful if parents know that they can ask to see the report before it's finalised and point out some what they may consider to be errors before it's actually completed.
0: Marisa, would you recommend parents take legal advice before an investigation starts?
1: I'm, I mean, that's a really uh, individual case by case um, question. Certainly, I think parents are scared to take legal advice because often they think that involves money or a commitment to a contract that they can't get out of. My advice, having now worked in the legal industry for more than <clears throat> seven years, is that. Is definitely a space for a legal team that are experienced in serious investigations and baby and child clinical negligence cases to support them through the process. And the firms and hudgels are happy to do that even before they're clear whether there has been some negligence. So this is something that I would personally recommend, but it is down to the individual family if they want to do that before the investigation is complete.
0: Once the investigation is complete then, and the parents receive the final report, what what would they need to do with that report?
1: They, obviously, they, they might need some support reading through the report. And Trust's are very good you know, to offer some support to read through the report with the family. <clears throat> but there are times when the trust between the hospital and the family has been eroded and that the family no longer really want to be uh, involved with the hospital in, in further explanation. And this happens if there's a breakdown in the relationship. So they can do... One of two things, read the report themselves and respond directly to the hospital with any concerns that they have. Um, They can do that and seek legal advice at that point as well, if they believe there is some areas where um, things could have been different and could have changed the outcome. And um, they can use the assistance of uh, our team at Hudjall's, for instance, to look at some of the areas maybe that they don't understand the terminology on and we can assist them in in, um, their formulation of questions back to the Trust if if they so wish us to. If the Trust have um, made some admissions in there that things could have been different, then again the parents can go back to the Trust and seek any uh, kind of assistance from the Trust and they can come back uh, to the legal firm or engage with the legal firm as well.
0: Well, that was leads us on to the next question really is in what circumstances would parents consider making a claim for birth negligence
1: if it appears that different actions by the trust um could have led to a different outcome
0: and, and, that and that's be- the
1: key thing because if if that sometimes the trust might not get it right either so sometimes the trust may believe um that different actions wouldn't have led to a different event. And actually, with further scrutiny by experts, medical experts via Hudgels, for instance, um, we can actually say, well actually the trust did get it wrong, different actions would have made a difference. So if the family have any doubt as to the findings of the investigation by the hospital, I suggest they seek legal advice.
0: If, it, well, if the trust has got it wrong, will it be clear in the report?
1: Not always, no. no. That's where the medical records are really crucial. These investigations um, have varying degrees of quality. Uh, Some will be very, very thorough. Some will miss important key points, and this is identified quite regularly by trusts by NHS England, that sometimes the staff training is not up to what it should be, and further staff training will assist. Sometimes the, the report doesn't have all the necessary records that they should have to complete the report. So the reports sometimes vary in quality and it's very difficult for a family to look at a report and decide whether it's been done to the best uh, standard and ability that the NHS would normally expect.
0: Teresa, we've been talking about investigations following a serious incident review But there are other investigations and reviews carried out following a baby loss.
1: Yeah, and this is a minefield, not just for families, but also for um, clinicians and also for our lawyers, because there are different um, investigation names different processes in different trusts. But overall, you might expect in the case of a baby incident, serious incident, you might expect a perinatal mortality review tool And um, they will be completed, but sometimes are not shared with family. And this has been recognised by that organisation who are really working hard to make sure that their their review tools are shared with families and, and they're having some success with that. That can run alongside a serious investigation. Sometimes it will be decided that a serious investigation is not required. And it will just be a complaint investigation, sometimes done by a different department than the serious investigation. And the complaint will take the form of a letter rather than a uh, a chronology, a very detailed thirty to forty page report. So it could be just a three or four page letter. And then you might have um, the Healthcare Safety Investigation Branch, for an independent organisation set up a few years ago. It could be four or five years ago now who will have their own criteria for what they will and won't investigate and they will approach the family and ask if their family would like their assistance. So the family will know if a healthcare safety investigation branch independent review is undertaken and um, they are independent of the trust but will communicate with the hospital trust. So you can see already that there's a lot of different investigations that can be undertaken
0: well whatever the report is called or whichever one is carried out how can you and how can hudgles help support families
1: well um when the when the family engage with us either before the report is complete or after they have it we can read through it we can um give them some feedback on on our thoughts um as to whether there is any potential negligence there and we can listen to their concerns what is it that they feel may have been missed from the report or has been covered but they're not clear um as to how that may have affected the outcome or sometimes the family are really clear that what they believe has affected the outcome and it, and it is in the report um what our process would normally be is once we've reviewed the report and discussed the circumstances with the parents of of the events and then if we feel that um we want to go forward with the family and the family want to go forward with us and progress um the investigation from our point of view for a claim, we would then request the records ourselves and do our own review of the records. It's very important that we do that and we don't rely on the investigation itself.
0: Teresa Greenwood, clinical support executive who specialises in birth negligence cases here at Hudgel Solicitors. Thanks for listening to Writing Wrongs and if you need further information regarding birth negligence, there's more on our website hudgelsolicitors.co.uk.